and from 1984. <laughs> it's just all around. <laughs> 1984 from 1984. <clears throat> this might be about a uh, co-host episode. I know you're gonna have a lot to say. I'm gonna try to. <laughs> I'm gonna try to hold it for <clears throat> beat it. For, wanna, for beat it. Wanna, okay. I don't want to dominate two episodes in a row <laughs> or three if you count george <laughs> well true that's all right well i have lots of things to say about michael jackson well <clears throat> and you're <clears throat> okay <laughs> that's the first thing i want to say Welcome to the Greatest Lists Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts Jason and Eric are counting down the top 25 guitar solos of the 80s and the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome back to season two of Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring lists of the greatest songs of all time. I'm one of your hosts, Jason for this episode joining me as always my co-host eric a hey, school's in session man oh man is it really <laughs> did you bring your pencil i think the clock something right on man <laughs> <laughs> you don't feel tardy yeah yeah uh, oh gosh cannot wait to get into this one but before we continue we are now in november which means we have a new sponsor and it just happens to be the sister site of HalloweenCostumes.com, Fun.com. Nice. Over the years, their goal has remained the same. No matter what you're looking for, they want Fun.com to be your go-to destination for exciting and unique gifts. From toys and apparel, you can pretty much find anything you need over there if you're looking for a gift for somebody this Christmas. Nice. Of course, the best part of buying at Fun.com, we got a promo link for you, people. Of course we do. Click it in the show notes. Save 10% off your entire order. Don't have to do anything but fill your cart. And your 10% savings is there. For me, that's like getting something tax-free. We got to pay 10%. Tax-free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hate nice. paying sales tax. But anyway. That's amazing. Get your tax-free. <laughs> you know, it's that adds up, man. We're putting a lot in your cart. So. Oh, yeah. So make sure you uh, take advantage of that offer in the show notes. You got to do it. Before December 31st, we're even going to give, give you late people who don't go shopping till after Christmas that 10% discount. So you got no excuses. Use that promo link before the end of the year. All right, we are continuing the second half of Season 2 here, our top 25 guitar solos of the 80s. We're getting close to the top, man. I know. A song from the 1984 album, 1984. <laughs> Coming in at number four on our list, Hot for Teacher by Van Halen. Behind the music. So our spotlight today is, of course, on guitarist Eddie Van Halen. But since Eric covered most of his history in the Pound Cake episode for our 90s solo list, I'm going to cover the story behind the 1984 album, which Eric and I both hold in high regard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So following the tour in support of their fourth studio album, Fair Warning, the band initially wanted to slow down, take a break. They just released one single, which was Oh Pretty Woman. It was intended just to be a standalone release. However, Warner Records asked for another album due to its 
success. And the band recorded their fifth studio album, Diver Down, very quickly. Uh, following the recording of the album, Eddie was dissatisfied by the concessions he had to made he had made for the album from frontman David Lee Roth and Warner Brothers producer Ted Templeton. Uh, they both discouraged Eddie from making keyboards a prominent instrument in the band's music. So by 1983, Eddie was in the process of building his own studio with Don Landy, the band's longtime engineer and later producer on 5150 and OU812. Uh, while the boards and tape machines were being installed, Eddie began working on synthesizers to pass the time. There's where he composed Van Halen's follow-up to Diver Down without as much perceived interference from David Lee Roth or Templeton. Yep. Uh, as early as 1981, Eddie had already written the keyboard intro for Jump. Yep. That would eventually introduce the album. The final result was a compromise, the, the final result of the album, that is, was a compromise between the two creative factions in the band, a mixture of keyboard-heavy songs and guitar-driven hard rock, which was the band was mostly known for. So 1984 was the longest in the making album of the band's career. It took months to record compared to the previous LPs taking less than two weeks. So they put a lot of time and effort into this album. Uh, not sure you knew this. I didn't know this. The 1984 album was released on January 9th, January 9th 1984. So it was released on one nine eighty four. Yeah, I knew that after the fact. Like later, <laughs> on, I knew that. Yeah, it, it's not known whether that was a clever uh, marketing ploy or it was just a coincidence. Somebody but had to have had to have figured that out. I I would have thought, yeah. but uh, the release ended Van Halen's streak of releasing one album every year since nineteen seventy eight, which is crazy. That's a just, lot of work. Just missed by well, when you're only taking two weeks to record, well, I know even that's even yeah. crazier. I mean, that's yeah. So, 1984 reached number two on the Billboard 200 album chart, remained there for five weeks behind Michael Jackson's Thriller, of course. Of course, uh, of which it's kind of ironic because Eddie actually makes a album. guest appearance yeah. <laughs> on Beat It, uh, but. 1984 continues or contained, I'm sorry, the singles Jump, of course, Panama, I'll Wait, and our featured song, Hot for Teacher. Jump reached number one on the Billboard 100 and would be their only number one. The 1984 album is the second of two Van Halen albums to receive an diamond status by the uh, recording industry. Uh, over 10 million copies sold in the U.S. Their self-titled debut is the other. Yep. In Rolling Stone's res retrospective review of 1984, it's in the 100 best albums of the 80s. Uh, Warner Brothers producer Templeton, who we mentioned earlier, he was against you know Eddie playing keyboard, said, quote, It's real obvious to me why 1984 won Van Halen a broader and larger audience. Eddie Van Halen discovered the synthesizer what a jerk it is so crazy that that just how much of a of a fight that was for that to be yeah. added be added to the album i mean it's, it's it's ridiculous so ridiculous and then to kind of renege on your yeah <laughs> your your battle against eddie yeah. at the end of the day but so ridiculous let's get personal 
So the first time I likely experienced Hot for Teacher was MTV. Uh, I was well aware of the uh, jump when it came out, the single that is, uh, the eight-year-old that I was at the time. I remember hearing it at the skating rink and trying to jump whenever you heard the lyric in the song. That's awesome. And not wipe out, you know, not, on the skating Not kill rink. yourself. Yeah, so you were cool. Once jump came on, man, if you could pull off a jump every time you said it and and make nice. it the whole time without falling, you were you were on top of the world there. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. But I definitely watched MTV at that age, and I remember the videos for Jump and Panama and Hot for Teacher. The main thing that stuck out in my mind when you say Hot for Teacher is in the music video when uh, Eddie is soloing. And he's walking across the tables there in the library. Yeah. What kid didn't want to do that, man? Exactly. Just walk across. It, it, not that you're necessarily playing guitar, but you just do that. Just to do table. that in the library. Yeah. 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 So that's that's really uh, what sticks out when I'm thinking about this song. I can't remember exactly when I bought the cassette album, but another memory I have listening to it uh, on repeat, essentially was in high school at my friend Jim's house. We both had uh, Sega Genesis and we were into Madden football like nobody's business. Nice. I would go over to his house on the weekend and we would stay up all night playing seasons of Madden yeah. football. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and while oh. we weren't necessarily blaring the stereo late at night, what we like to do sometimes is turn the volume down on the game and then crank music while we're playing. Sure. And order pizza or whatever, you know. Right. So I remember 80, 1984, it was always in the mix, man. I would bring the cassette over and we always had it ready to go when we oh, needed yeah. it to, you know, just to get the get a little Van Halen in the veins. But what's <laughs> nice. your personal history with well, the album? I, I think I song? mentioned uh, when we did the Pound Cake episode that mm -hmm. uh, this album was my gateway drug to Eddie Van Halen. Um, mm -hmm. I heard this and then when I, I think one day I said to my buddy who, who owned it, I was like, man, this album is so awesome. He's like, yeah, have you heard all their other albums? And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. So this, Ding! this, this entire album, the brain. Yeah, yeah. is my gateway drug to not only to just the band, but just to Eddie Van Halen. Uh, Cause I wasn't playing at that point. I wasn't playing guitar yet. So this was, this was the, this is another one of the catalysts for it. But I remember the, I mean, this video got played nonstop on MTV. Um, and the whole premise behind it, you know, all the band members as kids was, was the, was the, you know, the, the best part of that video. Um, but yeah, I heard the song before I saw the video. Cause I, you know, of course heard the album when uh, jump and Panama came out. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, I, we, I played this album relentlessly <laughs> not stop uh, and i still do actually i mean i i just listened to this album last last week while i was working I, it's 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 a regular album for me to listen to nice and so uh and i i've taught my son uh the the joys of it too one day it's been several years ago but he used to work uh on a on a help desk um at a company here in town and uh, he tweeted one day that he was the only guy on the floor and so i'm blaring van halen's 1984 over over my computer speakers i was like man <laughs> i may not have done many things right as a parent but i did one thing 
<laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, you mentioned before and have mentioned during the season, you know, all the blowback you got from your parents over certain songs, album covers and stuff. This one is really the only one I remember my my mother complaining about. Oh, yeah. Like, Why is that angel smoking a cigarette? Yep. That's, I, that's not appropriate. So <laughs> that year I went to the state fair. You know, you can buy, you know, cheap T-shirts at state fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I bought this shirt uh, <laughs> and actually hid it from my parents and would walk out of the house wearing one thing and change into the shirt. Nice. Uh, once I got, got out of the house. <laughs> I mean, I would literally stand like on the, in an, on a neighborhood street and take off my shirt and put this one on. And that's uh, awesome. I had it for, oh man, probably three or four years. And yeah, I had to hide it. Cause I knew my mother would have a conniption fit if she saw me wearing that shirt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, the county fair was was where to go to find some good t-shirts. Oh yeah, sponsor t-shirts and airbrush t-shirts and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I remember buying shirts there. Yeah. My, uh, I, th I think I told the story in the Aerosmith uh, episode in the in the first half of the season. I I got the Get a Grip t-shirt there at the county fair. Oh yeah, that's right. With the uh, the Pierce Cowutter. My mother loved that shirt too. <laughs> Wore it to my senior pictures. She's like. Mm thanks put that jacket on <laughs> thanks for that son <laughs> the breakdown all right so there's kind of two solos in the song the first comes in right after alex lays down that awesome drum solo at the beginning and then eddie just taps his way into that first verse at the beginning of the song it's so good and then the bridge solo it's just insane i can mostly run it through my head just because i've heard it a thousand times <laughs> exactly yeah. It's it's so insane. It's almost like he picks different places on the fretboard to tear it up. Yeah. He, it'll go high, low, middle. He's just all over the place. And you know, as Dave says at the end of the song, oh my God, it's just amazing. <laughs> it's just amazing, the, the, uh, the solo on this song. And I've always just loved the rhythm of this song. Alex and his drumming at his absolute best, I think, on this album. But yeah. For an album that has Eddie Van Halen, I'd say I do more air drumming than air guitar. When I'm, and I've listened to this album, you know, like I said, thousands of times. I do a lot of air drumming uh, during this album. This is one of the songs, too, because it's just... Gosh, sure, yeah. Alex is amazing uh, on this song and several songs and uh, what he adds to it. But Right, right. That's, that's kind of my take of... This, of, uh, hot for teacher the uh the intro solo that you're talking about over the drum part that's like a rite of passage for guys that are learning how to play guitar i mean even now i've seen guys doing it but in the 80s that was like a rite of passage that you learned how to play that that tapping part um and if you could pull that off in front of other people that was amazing <laughs> um, and i spent a lot of time learning how to play that <laughs> just that tapping part. um <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's, you know, like we, I think we mentioned in the last episode how when Eddie drops out of playing rhythm and play, starts playing a solo, you, you don't notice because he's just, you know, right. He, he's Eddie. He does both so, so masterfully. And that's, this song is like that. You don't, I mean, you just don't, you, you know, it's just part of the song. The solo is part of the song. It's not, a, it's not a section. It's just part of what he plays. Um, that song wouldn't be the same if it didn't have that tapping part at the beginning of it. 
No, no. So, but uh, it's it's what it's probably one of my it's probably I want to say it's my favorite solo on the album. Um, it's up. It's it's one of the top two. Um, I, have you um, have you ever seen the the Les Paul tribute from back in the probably the nineties or maybe late eighties? It has Eddie. It has Jan Hammer on the guitar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I've seen that. I can't remember who the the bassist is. The guitar. Uh, but it's, it's it's just a weird mix of of people, right? Um, and it's weird that it's the Les Paul tribute and Eddie's. You know, not his. I don't. It's not the Frankenstrap, but it's no. it's not a Les Paul. Right. But anyway, they play a version of this song during that tribute concert, and it's weird because you don't get all of the drumming. Yeah. He just breaks into the the solo, and the the drummer try to <laughs> he tried Tried. to follow along. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but I love if you watch Eddie perform. I'm sure this isn't the only song he does it, but he's got this kind of back and forth that he he does with his feet. Yeah. It's like a, a heel tap almost that he's while he's playing the the main riff. Uh-huh. It's so much fun to watch. I love watching. God, if you've never gone out and if you've never seen Van Halen live yeah. or uh, if you want to go back and experience like some of the early I've never seen the guy frown he's always smiling when he's playing <laughs> like he's having this is the the best concert ever and yeah. it's like every concert he has that smile on his face that's so contagious yeah and yeah, it just makes his uh his playing so much more enjoyable because you know he's having the time of his life I saw an interview with him I mean it was I don't, I don't know what the year the year was that when he when they talked to him, but they were talking to him about, or she asked him the question, how do you feel when people call you uh, a, a guitar hero or a rock god? And he's like, you know, I, I don't really pay attention to that because I'm just doing what I love to do. And I just have so much fun doing it that I don't really care what they call me. And that's what you're talking about. He, You never see the guy frown yeah, because never. he's literally doing what he wants to do. He's living his dream. To do. Yeah. It comes through in the way he plays, you know. I mean, that's really what you're hearing him play is that he's just completely happy doing what he's doing. And, uh, there's not a lot of guys that are like that. No, no. All right, well, we'll cap it off there because uh, we could go for another hour. We could, yes, we definitely <laughs> could. Number four on our countdown of the top 25 guitar solos of the 80s is Eddie Van Halen in Hot for Teacher. Some bonus songs for this episode. If you've never heard it, go out and listen to the whole 1984 album this week. Yep. But let's highlight some more tracks from 84. Let's start with Drop Dead Legs, oh. which is the end <laughs> of the first side. I'm, I'm picking some yes. uh, album tracks here. but Yes. Uh, the outro solo is what you want to listen to on that one. Yes. It, I just want it to go on forever. It <laughs> eventually does fade out, but... The outro solo on Drop Dead Legs is That's so good. Crazy. It's unique in that you hear Eddie playing the rhythm piece and then you hear him solo over it. So that one, he's not switching back and forth. So there is there right. is a actual rhythm piece uh, right. yeah, that you're hearing is. and then he solos over it. True. Um, the next one, I never knew that I'll Wait was released as a single. Because there's a video for it. Yeah, I don't. I just that never, never hit me like a single back in the day. But uh, I can actually hear in the mix uh, on the local radio station here. They love to play "I'll Wait," which is pretty cool for now. Yeah. You know, that's a great it's, song. 
It is. I love the synth bass that Michael Anthony like plays along with. So there's you got that bow, 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 yeah. and the the kick drum along with it. But yeah. Also, uh, did you know that they brought in Michael McDonald from the Doobie Brothers to help them finish that song? Really? I didn't yeah. know that. He helped okay. them finish the lyrics. That's crazy. Well, what's what's really unique about I'll wait is you only hear Eddie's guitar in the solo. Like it's yeah. all synth. That's right. Uh, he's all on the keyboards throughout that song until you get to the solo. So that's sure that really added good. to their <laughs> their personal right, right. problems. And then you got the exact opposite of I'll Wait, which is my final bonus song, which is the final track on the album House of Pain. Yes. Which you can hear Eddie throughout God, the entire great song. Riff. I love that song. Oh, man. And he just, it's like, you know, he's at one volume the whole song. Dave is trying to sing over it, and he's, it's more of a, I don't know, darker tone that he has in that one, but. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> you and I, you and I off off air, have been talking about songs that 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 um, get played at sporting events. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what basketball team it is, but for the longest time, like in the '90s, they would play the intro to that at bat- really? basketball. Yeah, I don't remember who it was. I have to, oh, I have have to, to look think that about up. that, but yeah, they would play that that, that intro lick um, between you know timeouts or whatever. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool because it. it... It would make a good arena song. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right. Stay tuned. You'll hear those bonus songs in their entirety if you've got Spotify Premium. Otherwise, if you want to hear the songs in their entirety, check out the song with links in the show notes, connecting you with those songs in your favorite listening app, or you can just search it out. Uh, find us over there on Twitter or X for a little bit, little bit while, while we finish out the season here yeah. at Greatest List. We're going to end up shutting it down, but uh, you want to get any comments in, do it there, or you can do it on YouTube as we're releasing episodes over there. YouTube music is uh, going to be where you're going to find podcasts now from Google. So just so you know, we're already over there. We've already jumped ahead of the uh, switch. (laughs) So we're on YouTube as well. And of course, watch Eric talk about some albums too over there if you want to. And then... uh, Find us at our website, greatestlistpodcast.com. Yep. Eric will return to host our next episode, our number three selection. I'm feeling a little bit of deja vu coming on, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. We're hey, getting right what towards it is. the end. Yep. It is. Right towards the end here, people. Cannot wait to finish out the season. So yes. thanks for listening, and we look forward to continuing our countdown next time. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists.